Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger. How's everybody doing? It's Monday, uh, April 6th, episode 35 coming in today. Uh, I hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, I know the weather was a little, you know, not not really not really good around the country in some parts. Uh, you know, really just rained, just a miserable weekend. You know, if you were trying to get out of the house, uh, I guess your plans were a little bit... Uh, foiled to a certain extent i guess but at the same time with everything going on of course you know i think it's best for everyone to just stay in and just try and make themselves busy any way they can and this is one of the one of the things you could do you listen to locked online i know of course you know there's no no hockey going on so you know we're kind of scarce for content these days but we're still bringing it to you and that brings me to my uh, little little announcement here that we are going to be coming to you three days a week. Yeah, uh, I know that's a maybe a, comes as a disappointment to some of the listeners out there, but uh, it's in an effort by us here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, as well as me as your host, to you know it, it's our duty, especially during this time, to bring you the best content we can. And unfortunately, with you know there being no games and not a lot of news going around. Uh, we, we've decided that, you know, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is probably a good number just so we could get, you know, as much out of those episodes as we can with the little information that we have. Now I'm not going to be sticking to that schedule, uh, to the letter. I'm not going to be strictly, uh, sticking to that schedule. Uh, maybe once in a while, every couple of weeks or so, and, you know, as we go along, of course, and, you know, as, you know, more news drops and, you know, just how we'll just sit here and just watch the headlines as well. Uh, we're going to watch the headlines and, you know, maybe we'll we'll drop a fourth show, whether it's on a weekend or, you know, the announcements will come and just stay tuned to, you know, future announcements. Check on Twitter, of course, at LO underscore lightning. Uh, for more information concerning future episodes. But yeah, so that's my little news today as far as concerning the show's frequency. Uh, I'm sure there was uh, a few of you and, you know, actually some of you actually did reach out to me, which, you know, is always nice regardless of the circumstances to hear back from the fans. A lot of you thanked me for, um, you know, sticking with stuff and bringing the same energy and whatnot to the show on a you know, daily basis through with everything that's going on. And I really appreciate that. And, you know, all your questions and comments were really appreciated, especially, you know, cause a lot of you were concerned about, well, you know, what, what's going to happen with the show going forward. Are you guys going to try and cut down the content? Well, yep. Here's your answer. So yeah. Uh, I would like to hear more from you guys, of course, you know, uh, I always like to hear what you guys have to say. Of course, you know, sometimes doing this show is, I wouldn't say lonely, but you know, it is a challenge sitting here, uh, just talking to myself, I guess, for 30 minutes. But you know what? I love doing it, and I love bringing you guys uh, daily content, especially hockey, and as well as talking about the team that we all love and cheer for, and that's the Tampa Bay Lightning. So let's get into some news around the league. Um, really not around the league. I mean, this dropped yesterday. Uh, there was a headline. It came out of, I saw it come out of Bleacher Report. It said, the NHL exploring options for play and Basically, what it says was that the league and the NHL Players Association are exploring where remaining games slash playoff games 
could take place. North Dakota was mentioned. I don't, I don't mind that. I mean, that's just a very random place to be playing hockey games, of course, but I see the logic there. You know, of course, North Dakota is a big hockey state uh, with a low population. So I guess what their logic there and what they're trying to do is that it's a very, you know, a lot of things. I mean, I've never been in North Dakota before, so I'm just going off what, I, what I've read about the state, of course, uh, and just some of the things I've heard. Very spaced out. Um, so I guess what their reasoning would be was would be that uh, maybe just have kind of a, you know, just play out the remaining games slash playoffs there with all the hockey rinks going on simultaneously, as well as, you know, it's a good place to where they don't have to worry about everybody being on top of each other. Now, my question or, yeah, I guess my question or concern with that would be where, what, what's going on with the fans? Are these going to be played in front of crowds or what was the case going to be? Uh, I'm curious as to see, maybe they're just spitballing ideas and maybe this is stage one of that. I mentioned on past episodes and if you haven't watched it, of course, you haven't listened please go back and listen i try to you know connect all these episodes together uh somehow some way um and i said on the last episode uh and i've said in past episodes as well even before that that this is a crucial time for the league they need to really figure out trying to get their act together you know granted they are waiting and seeing how this whole pandemic plays out and you can't really make any concrete plans because you don't know when you're going to be able to return back to play. And I think that, unfortunately, that's the way they have to view things. But at the same time, you can't be sitting there. And then once you get the okay, that's the time to plan things. Because, I mean, what could, how long could that process take? Three or four weeks? So now, on top of it, once you get the okay from whether it's the CDC or the U.S. government or whomever, um, hey, let's, you know, let's go back. You know, you guys are ready to go. Uh, so do what you need to do. And now you're, so you get back, let's say they get the okay in July, and then they start planning from scratch, and then you basically lose a month. Um, and then you're in August trying to figure out how to finish the either the regular season or the Stanley Cup playoffs before September, I guess, and then season starts up right in October. Um, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's a very tricky situation. Uh, I was speaking with someone the other day and they said that this is a very interesting situation and it's a very, um, weird situation as well, just because, you know, regardless of what decision the league makes going forward, obviously there's always, there's going to be some scrutiny from coming from whomever it is. Um, and, you know, that's rightfully so just because, of course, everyone's going to have their own opinion about it. But at the same time, you can't really give the you can't throw the fault at the leagues because they've never really come across anything like this. And, you know, this is a weird time for all of us where, you know, in 10, 20 years, we're going to tell people who didn't live through this or who weren't old enough and tell them, hey, this it was a crazy time. It wasn't a really a crazy time, but it was just a strange time. It seemed as almost as if everyday life kind of took a pause and yeah so it's just it's a very strange time and it's it's um you know it's not also the nhl but it's also the nba the nfl and 
just all the other major sports sports leagues um, are really, I guess, on the spot now where they're going to have to try and figure out what to do when they're allowed to resume play. Uh, so, yeah, I and as for how they're going to resume play, I spoke about that a little bit on the last couple of shows. I heard something over the weekend, which is very interesting, where they they kind of just resume the playoffs, but then they get, for example, to determine, I guess, draft position. Uh, they have a tournament, I guess, a mini tournament. You have the bottom four teams in the league play for the first pick. And I don't know if that's a reasonable thing. I don't know if guys are going to go out there and be motivated to uh, play for a draft pick to draft a player who probably half those more than half those players aren't going to be able to play with eventually because, you know, that's just the way it is. There's a lot of turnover with teams, um, especially with the teams that are not as not as good and who are on the bottom scratching for the number one overall draft pick. So. I don't know. That was just a, a very interesting proposition that I heard being thrown around. I don't know how much um, how much weight that proposition is going to hold. I don't know if the league is uh, going to even consider something like this. I don't think they should. It's just I think that kind of thing is a waste of time. Um, and so yeah, that's that's just my little spiel to open up the show. Um, I just want to give a little shout out to the NHL. Uh, what they did a couple of years ago. And I had the pleasure of, I guess, being behind the scenes in terms of that all being dropped out. And it was the NHL top 100 highlight videos where they, the NHL was celebrating its 100 season. And what they did was um, as they were announcing uh, players by section, I guess they did a hundred to 75 and then so on. And what they did was every, once the, the list would drop, uh, the highlights, I guess, the little packages, I guess those were probably 15 to 20 minutes long for each player. They would do career highlights, interviews, and whatnot. And I have to say, you know, like I said on my last episode, I'm not really a fan of going back and constantly watching the old games. I mean, every now and then I'll watch um, a historical game or so, whether it's hockey or baseball or whatnot. I mean, I, but I just feel like, especially if it's a very well-known game, I'm not going to go back and watch the whole thing, especially when I know what the outcome is. And uh, so the NHL Top 100 videos have really been kind of a, uh, a godsend for me as well. Uh, you know, me being a avid hockey fan, I'm sure not the only one out there. I'd love to hear your stories about what you're doing to kind of um, conquer boredom in this weird time in quarantine, uh, what you're doing to kind of compensate for the lack of sports out there, whether you're you're just playing a ton of video games or what, what you're doing or you're just you know, living off YouTube and whatnot. I'd love to hear what you guys have been doing. Um, but yeah, that, you know, just finding out about new players, not really new players. Of course, these guys, you know, are some of the 100 greatest players of all time. Um, you know, obviously you have videos about Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, you know, uh, Mike Bossy, you know, uh, Patrick Waugh, the list goes on. Um, uh, but there was other players that, of course, I didn't really, you know, know that much about, um, like guys like uh, Joe Newendike, who played for the Calgary Flames, the Stars, um, the Devils. Uh, just, you know, that's one of the guys who really stood out to me, who I was like, whoa, like, I can't believe I didn't really take much stock into this guy when I saw him play. I guess, you know, it was 
more more so of it was just because I was too young and he was at the end of his career. So it was one of those things, especially if you're not a fan of the team that, you know, some of these players play for. Of course, you're not going to pay close attention to them. So uh, if you're kind of clamoring for some any uh, hockey geekdom kind of thing, I would definitely suggest going back and watching those other than my my show by show movie or TV recommendation. Um, like I also said, uh, if you have any recommendations as to, you know, what stuff you want to binge watch or what you think I should watch or any other fans listening to this podcast should watch, um, definitely reach out to the show, whether it's at LO underscore lightning on Twitter or reach out to me on Twitter at AP Danker, D E N K E R. And, you know, just hit me up and, you know, give me your suggestions. Uh, I had some good suggestions and from some fans, uh, this past weekend, uh, I heard some, you know, it was interesting. There were some shows that I never even heard of. And then there was obviously some other shows. Uh, you know, I got a good recommendation uh, from a fan uh, about listening to, um, not listening to, uh, watching the show The Americans. Uh, I never really watched that. So, you know, that's definitely a show. I got a couple, I got a lot of suggestions of watching that show. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, so let's move on to a segment, which I'm going to kind of start this week and maybe um, depending on your reaction, uh, maybe I'll continue it next week. So Friday, I announced at the end of the show that I would be talking about some of the best seasons in lightning history. And what I'm going to do since we're only doing three shows this week, uh, and also depending on what your feedback is, um, I'm also, you know, I'm only doing the three best seasons in my mind. You know, they might See, the thing is about this, they might not statistically match up or maybe in your everyone has their own opinion about which seasons are the best in franchise history, of course. And of course, you're entitled to that decision, uh, that opinion. But of course, you know, I look at it from, of course, a and I'm saying, of course, a lot. So maybe I should stop that. But wins, losses. Uh, overtime wins, you know, all that stuff, how far they went in the playoffs, uh, how they, how the team did statistically wise, all that stuff I take into account. Um, obviously, if the team finishes in first place, has a very, very good season in terms of wins and points, but they lose in the first round like they did last season, I'm not going to put much stock into that as, as opposed to a season where the team maybe finished in second or third, but made a deep run in the playoffs. So I, I kind of look at those things and I, I I'm going to take that, you know, into consideration going forward when I'm evaluating some of these seasons. Uh, but to relieve you guys of some of the pain of last year, I will not discuss last season just off the bat. Uh, maybe I'll save that for a later episode. You know, it's just one of those things where it's still very fresh in our minds as lightning fans. And of course, None of, none of us want to relive that. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the 2017-2018 season. Now, the Lightning finished first in the division. They finished first in the conference, but they did not win the President's Trophy. Now, in my, I know some people like to hear when the team wins the President's Trophy. Um, in my opinion, I think it's the worst thing a team could do because then you have that added pressure of not only of have accumulating the most points and really and winning the award for being the best team in the league. But then, you know, you kind of have to carry that weight with you for the rest of the playoffs. Cause you know, all eyes are going to be on you to with all the expectations to win the, win, you know, every series in convincing fashion. And then also going ahead and of course, uh, winning the Stanley cup. 
So I think that's a good thing. I know some teams kind of shoot for that if they can to win the President's Trophy. Um, I know if the season, if they continue the regular season this year, the Lightning and the Bruins are kind of in a two-horse race for that title. And I wouldn't have no problem with the Lightning just sitting back and, you know, finishing second in the division as well as the conference. So, um, but this team really, this Lightning team, this 2017-2018 Lightning team, really impressed me uh, just when I was going through some of the numbers. Um, and the, the the good thing that I didn't even realize when, you know, looking at this team was that the turnover from this year's roster as opposed to uh, this, this roster during the season, not a lot of differences. Um, you know, you, of course, you you have the subtraction of notable players like JT Miller, um, let's see, Peter Budai, you know, guys like that, just to name a few off the top of my head. Um, so just, you know, just guys like that. But, of course, you're not really going to have a lot of turnover um, from that season to this season just because it's, you know, not, not much time has passed. But let's take a look at the stats. So, of course, Nikita Kucherov led the team in goals and points, and that's kind of expected just the way he's played the couple last couple of years that you, know, you would expect that, you know, he's one of the best players on the team, and he proved he was one of the best players and most dangerous forwards in the league uh, last year. So you kind of expected that going if you were going to look into the, look into the stats from that season. Um, when looking at the win and loss results from each game, uh, you know, it was it was for the most part a couple of wins here and then a loss and then you know back to winning a couple in a, in a row. But they did go on a seven game win streak in December from the seven December second to December sixteenth. Um, and during that stretch, they outscored opponents thirty to fifteen, which is pretty impressive. And the other thing that really impressed me when kind of going over you know, the stats and kind of putting things together is that they never lost more than three games in a row. And that just proves you how good this team was. And from what I just remembered from that season, um, it's it's surprising, believe it or not, uh, if you don't have access to kind of like the archives of the papers um, from back then online, you know, you really just have to go off memories, which I like to do just because it, it adds more of a, I guess, an emotional aspect to reminiscing about how this team played that year. And, I don't remember them so much as being a, a favorite, you know, regardless of how their record was and, you know, how well they played that year. I feel like the media kind of was more set on promoting other teams such as, you know, of course, the, the Penguins, the Capitals, uh, teams like that who were always in the hunt for the Cup every year, especially who had big stars in Alex Ovech, Alexander Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. So, you know, that's that's just the way it is. Um, of course, Pittsburgh and Washington are way bigger hockey markets. So, of course, they're going to try. The league would love to have teams like that. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm not saying there's like a huge conspiracy that the league is trying to downplay the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, that's not the case. But I'm just saying that's how the media just was kind of promoting um, some of the teams at that time. And that's just, just some of the teams that kind of stuck out to me from that season. So if, you know, the other thing that really stuck out to me, and of course, I mean, this is no surprise just because the amount of goals this, this team scores on a yearly basis, uh, they scored 296 goals total, which, um, which 
led the league in, in score. They led that team led the league in scoring that year. And they, but the thing that really impressed me, and this kind of measures how good this team is. And, you know, the thing that I always talk about on the show is teams getting off this team, especially this year's team, uh, getting off to a slow start. Uh, but, you know, they kind of get it together as the game goes on. And maybe eventually what I'll, maybe I'll do at the end of the week is maybe I'll, I'll gather some of the stats from this season and kind of compare um, the stats from this season to some of the, t- the greatest seasons in franchise history. And we'll kind of measure how good this team is compared to some of those teams. Uh, but the thing that really stood out to me is that this team outscored the, their opponents 111 to 75 in the second period. So basically this team is uh, absolutely incredible on the offensive side of the puck and on the attacking side. So, you know, on, sometimes if they don't get off to a good start, you know, I guess this team was super confident that they were going to be able to pick it, pick it up in the second period and kind of put the game uh, in their favor and, you know, kind of outscore the other team to where, you know, they didn't have to worry about trying to come back and win the game in the third period. So, uh, so moving on. Um, yeah. So let's look at the playoffs. So they faced Jersey in the first round. They, they win that series 4-1. Um, and then they face Boston in the second round. They won that series 4-1. And then they run into the Washington Capitals. Now, at one point in the series, they were down 2 nothing, And they eventually, you know, uh, got it. They got their act together. And, you know, being two, da- two, two games down in a series, uh, you know, start off going to game three, especially against this team. Now, I don't know if a lot of people realize how good this Washington Capitals team was. Um, so, you know, especially when they have one of the best players in the league and one of the best scorers of all time and Alex Ovechkin, um, this was, you know, this wasn't going to obviously be an easy test at all, but the fact that they, they played well enough to, you know, uh, even up the series and come back and force it to seven, uh, really shows you, um, how good this team was, how good the lightning were at that point and to, to put the capitals, on the brink of elimination and put them drive the series to game seven, uh, where a lot of people don't realize this Capitals team ended up going on to the next round, of course, in the finals and winning the cup. I mean, and that was not an easy series at all either, but you know, just, uh, that just proves, you know, anything could happen in the Stanley cup finals, uh, Stanley cup playoffs. And, you know, let's look at it this way. Maybe if the lightning end up winning game seven, they, they go on and they play Vegas, who was super hot at that point. I mean, everybody knows how vague, how good Vegas was in their first year. So you never know how things could swing in the playoffs um, where, you know, let's say Lightning win game seven. They go on, they play Vegas, and maybe they capture their second cup. Um, unfortunately, you can't really play the what-if game with stuff like that. But if you have li- been listening to this podcast, I do like to play the what-if game with a lot of other things. Um, so segue, you know, unfortunately if they didn't win the cup that year, they came very close to making their third appearance in the Stanley cup finals. But I, I just ranked that just because how dominant they were during the regular season, as well as just, you know, the run they went on where they kind of, I wouldn't say dominated, but they, they steamrolled for the most part through Jersey and Boston. So, you know, that, that is my third best season. If you're, you know, I guess we're going to rank 
these these seasons, of course. Uh, so today is the third best season in Lightning history, in my mind. Of course, I'm sure a lot of you have your own opinion, and I would love to hear your opinion. Maybe I'll read some of those opinions and those comments and messages and whatnot at, at the end of the week, and we'll have a little bit of a uh, mini mini mailbag uh, segment on Friday's show. So love to hear from you guys. But playing the what if game. And I, I kind of just stumbled upon this. I was just kind of looking over draft history of the Lightning and kind of decided this past weekend to dig a little deeper as to, you know, because I'm sure I've been seeing this a lot around the Internet. I know um, there's some articles doing it just because, of course, writers are trying to find certain topics to write about. And this seems to be the popular topic that everybody's going on. And so I decided to have a little thing and I'll do a, of course I'll do a show, uh, in the future on this, a full one, maybe I'll do. So, um, but this is going to, I'm going to give you a little taste right now to end the show. So I'm playing the what if game, you know, the lightning, they've had a lot of high draft picks, of course, early on in their franchise history. Um, and believe it or not, you know, if the, if you do a lot of the redrafts, they didn't really miss on a lot of. I guess you could say Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers. Um, of course, I'll look over some of that stuff, you know, it, eventually, and maybe I would have missed over some. I would have missed some stuff uh, going over it, but this is some stuff to kind of give you a little taste. Um, so let's look at the 1993 NHL draft. Uh, the Lightning have the third overall pick, and they picked Chris Gatton. Gratton, Chris Gratton, and the thing is, I mean. Off the top of my head, Lightning fans, I mean, maybe you guys, I don't remember Chris Gratton. I mean, if I don't know how many games he really played for us, but, I mean, he's he's not really that memorable. But the notable player that the Lightning missed upon missed out on, and he ended up going fourth, was Paul Correa. Now, if you don't know who Paul Correa is, he's an NHL Hall of Famer. Uh, for the most part, I believe he played most of his career with, or all of his career with the Anaheim Ducks. He did win a cup with them. Um, he was an absolutely incredible player, but unfortunately his his career, I guess, I think was cut short by concussions and just injuries overall. But yeah, they could have had him. And who knows how how good that 4 team um, could have been if they would have had him as well. And just, But then again, you never know. If they had Paul Correa and he kind of helped bring the team to another level, uh, would they have been able to secure the first overall pick eventually and get uh, Vincent LeCavier. So it's, you know, unfortunately when you play the what if game and you know, you have your team missing out on, uh, very good players, you kind of, you kind of have to look at the other side of that. It's like, well, if you know, they had this good player, then they wouldn't have had that bad a season where they could have gotten, you know, this player. So, and then looking at another one, just real quick, the 1995 NHL draft, they drafted, uh, Damon Lacal, uh, fifth overall. And this is where, this is the one that really stuck out to me, just kind of glancing over the, the draft orders and draft selections. Um, they passed, they passed on Shane Doan, who went seventh, uh, to the, the Winnipeg Jets, who eventually moved to Arizona to be the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and they also passed on Jerome McGinley, who ended up going to the Dallas Stars and eventually would faced the Lightning in the 2004 Stanley Cup Finals with the Calgary Flames. Uh, obviously, I spoke when I um, recapped that entire series, the 2004 Stanley Cup 
uh, you know, series, I spoke in length about how, how good Jerome McGinley was and, you know, how I had a new, newfound appreciation for how, how great he was and how deadly of a scorer he was. So, yeah, um, you know, I hope everyone enjoyed this little uh, recap today of that season. You know, I know it was a short one, and but uh, I, you know, of course, we don't have enough time for that stuff. But um, you know, I hope, I hope I grab some of the the big points to kind of give you an idea of how good the Lightning were that season. On even though they did not end up winning winning the cup, but they came one went went they they were one game away from uh, making a, another appearance in the finals, but. You know, join me on Wednesday where I'll be discussing the 2014-2015 season for the Lightning where they, you know, they made a deeper run in the playoffs. They weren't statistically as good in terms of win, loss, and points, but they, here's a little spoiler alert, they did go to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I guess, you know, like I said before, when you're ranking these seasons, you know, it's not so much just about how they did during the regular season, but of course how they also did and how far they went in the playoffs as well. Well, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll be back on Wednesday. Have a good one, everybody.